Simpson. And Japan have gone absolutely without leave. This is Whitmore. Paul and Gale both available. It's still Whitmore. It is the reggae boys who take the lead. Ball chat. Greetings, football family. Happy Football Sunday. Happy Ball Chat Football Sunday to the football family. Welcome to Ball Chat Podcast. My name is Benton Lawson, one of your hosts, part of the family, along with the grit. Come on, and Junior, what are going family? How are you guys doing? We're all right. Why not depressing? You, know, so you sound depressing. Come on. Junior, why are going on, my brethren? Long time, you know, see, we need to roll. Blink up on them Sunday and kick some ball because right now it's better you play a ball than watch Manchester United. Hi. What, Junior? Do you have any other com- any further comments from me? <laughs> Only out. <laughs> Only out. Football Family Ball Chat Podcast. I'll be reviewing some of the week's major news in the world of football. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the channel, this is what we do every Sunday, 5 Eastern Standard Time. We review some of the major news in the world of football. Today we have EPL Roundup. We'll discuss the major news in this weekend's EPL action. We'll also discuss Ethan Pinnock and Brentford impressive display and injury to Ethan Pinnock and how that potentially could affect the reggae boys. We'll also get set up for Champions League games coming down this week. We'll preview and discuss the Champions League matches coming down. We'll review, review Jamaican Premier League semi-final matches as Cavalier looking to try to make it to the final. And we'll also wrap up with Yard Ball as highlighting Jamaican players playing a trade overseas. But we always kick it off with Ballers and Bugs family. Ballers being the impressive players of the week. Bugs being the unimpressive players of the week. If you join us on Plow Sports YouTube page, Ball Chat YouTube page, Ball Chat Facebook, Twitter, welcome. You can send on your Ball Chat, your Ball Chat Ballers of the week. You can send on your Bugs of the week, unimpressive players. And why? Let's get to the Ballers of the week. Come on. Who do you have? Chelsea lost, but I know you have Ballers of the week. Come on, you're mute. Why, Chelsea lost and come on, oh. this last advice. Jesus. Oh. Let's do this again. Nice. Come on, who do you have as ball of the week? Unmute yourself, family. <laughs> I have a couple ballers. So I have to give it to Jamie Vardy. Um, I always talk about Jamie Vardy. He's one of those old strikers that can do something when he gets the opportunity. So he had a brace in a 2-2 draw with Burnley. I have to, and I don't want to, but I have to. Big up Arsenal and Arteta will beat them badly when they don't do well. So we have to give them, a, you know, a shout out when they do do well, even though it was Spurs. And everybody know how I feel about Spurs. Um, the entire Brentford crew should really get a ball. They, I mean, like they held the mighty Liverpool to a three-three draw. So Brentford, Jamie Vardy. And Arsenal, along with Arteta, who everybody is now saying Arteta in. Arteta in. Football family, send on your ballers and bugs. We'll read them out. Big up Dalton Stewart running in. Junior, let's continue the ballers of the week. Impressive players of the week. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention Mo Salah. 100 goals to Liverpool. I'm sorry. My apologies. Because Liverpool bound beat me. So Mo Salah actually should get a, a shot out as well. Junior, Sorry, come Junior. and take off another ball that's away from you, but go forward with your ball, Junior. Pep Guardiola. Pep, Pep, last week I said 
You all are Chelsea. I sat on the show. Everybody had them granny pick Chelsea. This is going to be the week when we're going to come out and say Pep had a masterclass. And you know what he did? He did have a masterclass. He's 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 bringing a knife to a gunfight, and he's beating the gunman with a hundred cuts. Oh. So we we'll have to give it to Pep. My one ball of the week. Now go off on bug of the week. Let's not make no fan now. Get the dump one ready. Get get the beat button ready because I'm gonna go off on bug of the week. But that's my ball of the week. Um, is the gun empty, Junior? <laughs> I mean, didn't have, gunman didn't have any bullets. <laughs> no, the, 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 gun, the gun is loaded. Two shells, gun is loaded, but him watch too much gun show. So he might try to act like him is some co- urban cowboy instead of just fire him shot. He might try to shoot trick shots. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll discuss Chelsea versus Man City in our EPL roundup. My ballers of the week, ballers of the week. I got to give, give a big baller of the week to Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva, I thought, was fantastic in that defeat of Chelsea, sitting beside Rodri sometime at the base of that midfield, helping out Man City to a very, very vital victory. Some things don't show up on stat sheets, but Bernardo Silva was absolutely impressive, deserve a ball of the week, and I think he also got Man of the Match award for, for his impressive display. I also want to give a ball of the week to Ethan Pinnock, as Kamon alluded to and acknowledged earlier on, Ethan Pinnock and the Bradford crew bigged them up. They were fantastic. There is a feisty outfit. And they drew with the mighty Liverpool. Ethan Pinnock scored his first EPL goal. So big up yourself, family, although he picked up an injury. Reggae boys on Ethan Pinnock. And ball after week, we always want to give a youngster an acknowledgement. Florian Wirtz of Bayer Leverkusen scored his 10th goal in the Bundesliga. The youngest player to have scored 10 goals in a single season. He broke the record once held by one Mr. Lukas Podolski. So big up to Florian Words. 10 goals scored at 18 years and 145 days. Ball of the week to the kid. And he's in good company joining Mr. Podolski. Um, let's get to bug of the week and highlight the bugs of the week. Junior, before we get to bugs, any ballers from the family we want acknowledge? I know I am um, Dalton who acknowledge Arsenal impressive performance. And Dalton's... <laughs> Week is the is the is the bees of Brentford and it's sick my stomach to say this. Dotty Arsenal. Jason Freem said pet ball of the week, go to the bridge and not just one but dominated. Emil Smith wrote masterclass, not scored, and Vardy took it upon himself to score a hat trick. Crime Minister and Dalton and we soon have what want to say. That's a bug, 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 bug portion. Bugs of the week, family. Let's continue the roundup of highlighting players who did well and who didn't do so well with our Bugs of the week. Come on, who do you have as the unimpressive players, aka Bugs of the week? Um, I have a couple. So, I mean, Nuno must get a bug of the week. I don't know if it's a week or a month or whatever. Nuno should never have taken the Spurs' work. I mean, he, he should have say that Wolves, he was not the first, second, third, or fourth choice. And I keep telling, uh, you, you have to know your words, it's like a woman, if you're not the first or second choice, do not go. So no, no, I'm not sorry for you. Bruno, for scaring that crucial penalty, people are saying, why did Bruno take the PK when Ronaldo was on the pitch? But according to what, you know, everybody's saying, Bruno is a designated PK taker. Awful PK. Team of Verna for just being Team of Verna. I am so tired of Timo, and I don't know if 
Arsenal would do well with a striker. So I think they need to put Timo out there. As a matter of fact, so Manchester City is the number nine. Timo would be perfect for Manchester City because half of what Harry Kane um, would cost. So I think he should look to go to City. Lukaku, for just not being great. I am sorry. I am a Chelsea fan through and through. But I am not a Lukaku fan. Lukaku score goal, yes. But I don't think he's worth the hype or the money. I do not think Lukaku is, is an all-rounded striker. We had zero shots on target. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And Chelsea, the entire Chelsea squad, we had zero shots on target, zero shots off target. That means nobody even tried. That's awful. And we had 40% possession. So Chelsea, that include the coach, Matilda Uno, Lukaku, Timo, Bruno, and Nuno. Third possession football family. <laughs> Junior, <laughs> we're going to get to your bugs of the week. Therapy session without even going to read out or remind family of what Kamon just said. She has a bug <laughs> of bugs. It's an infestation, as Junior would say. But we want to big up um, El Pistolero. Big up yourself, family. El Pistolero says, Emmy Martinez gets a ball of the week. Emilio Martinez with some S housery as he demanded Cristiano Ronaldo take the penalty and not Bruno Fernandez. And so Emmy Martinez of Aston Villa gets a ball of the week from from uh, El Pistolero <laughs> and the football family. Junior, let's continue the bugs of the week. Who do you got, family? And now Junior has lost his voice. Unmute yourself, family. <laughs> I'm not muted. I am talking. I'm, I'm... <laughs> well, speak into the mic, Manchester United fans, so we can hear you. I am. I am. My parents watch. I have a, a young cousin that watch the show. And... He wants to be on the show. I don't want. I don't want to scare them, right? But <laughs> last week, last week I come on the show. I'm gonna say, look, Luke Shaw is going to get injured. Didn't I say that? Yes, you said Luke Shaw. Ollie was setting up Luke Shaw for a failure, and he's gonna be injured. Yes, and your goat mode salt him up. Not no goat mode. The Just sun. Get bug of the week. The, oh, the sunrise <laughs> in the east. Ole Goda Sosha is the dumbest coach I've ever seen coaching a, a, a good side. How the hell you have Pogba playing on the left wing? Why the hell you have McTominay and Fred playing together? And for Bruno and this penalty, Ole is supposed to get 50 slap. We remember when Jamaica get the free kick and, and we sit down on the show and talk about how Amy and Lowe run from all the way to the back come dictate who take the penalty. Well, Fridge did injured, so he didn't have to feel, so we can't really blame Fridge. But Pogba, don't look for Ronaldo and tell him about don't take no penalty. You're mad, man. That alone forget slapping him face, man. And Ole, you don't have no Disclaimer, disclaimer, those are the views of Junior. Let's get the disclaimer. <laughs> Violent bad. <laughs> every Manchester United fan the world over. Ole is a bug and he is infesting Manchester United. Big idiot coach. Tuchel, big idiot coach. The Champions League win where Chelsea had last year, come on and company, enjoy it, yeah? Because that was Tuchel coaching freely. 
What we saw at PSG is what we saw from Tuchel yesterday. Overcoaching in big games. You wouldn't see that in France for PSG because they never had big games at PSG. You know when he had big games? Champions League. And what happened? He get him bottom beat. And yesterday, he got thoroughly thrashed the best side in England. Go out there and lay an egg at home. So Tuchel and Ole, two big idiot coach. Big idiot coaches. Um, uh, Junior, focus my own house and don't disrespect Chelsea, all right? <laughs> Red and blue, they're two idiot coach. <laughs> but, 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 all right, we talk about this in the, in the, in the roundup. Yes, us. we'll get to a roundup. My bugs of the week. Um, and football family, we'll soon get to a roundup. If you just join us, welcome to Ball Chat Podcast. Subscribe to the channel, family. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Turn on the notification. We do this every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, my bugs of the week. We're on Ballers and Bugs highlighting the impressive players of the week and the unimpressive players of the week. My bugs of the week. You know what? CD Olympia. A team out of Honduras <laughs> plays in CONCACAF. Yo, this is just really funny and hilarious. CD Olympia defeated Inter Montiagos. I can't even pronounce the name well. Inter Montiagos or Montiagos IMT of Suriname 6-0 in a CONCACAF league match. All right. So what did Suriname's um, player did? IMT owner, Mr. Ronnie Brunswick, the owner of in IMT or Inter Montenegro's did. He went to the locker room of CD Olympia players and he handed out cash. He paid them cash. After 6-0 loss, he paid them cash and he said he was just, quote, taking care of them for not doing them that badly. The Olympia now is expelled from the competition by CONCACAF for taking money from the, the owner of the uh, Suriname team. So they get the bug of the week. Brother, you give a team 6-0 and you accept money on video. Now this video is all over social media. Bugs of the week. And see the Olympia players and coach um, Trophy Glio is under pressure as the management says action will be taken. Bug, bug, bug sort of action and the integrity of the sport was compromised. Um, let's get to our football roundup and get with EPL. Um, big game, Chelsea. We said that Man City had to win. Junior and I both picked Man City to win last week. Um, come on, let's get the bias position. That's why I want to turn a pick. But listen to me, as I said earlier, a big side who everybody has said they're going to win the Premier League, which we're not so sure. How can we have zero shots on target and we have what? This is the most expensive striker in the Premier League right now. It's madness. And I say it already. All of myself over Lukaku is one dimensional. If he cannot bully somebody, he cannot score. He does not have no finesse. He does not have no flair. I mean, he just cannot provide the magic. You have the bullism, and he just never worked with Manchester City yesterday. Not even one shot off target. Not even give us a Bruno special. Nothing like that. I mean, I just I get it. I think Tuchel have to give up the team of Werner experiment. I think he's just taking up somebody's spot on the pitch. It's not working. It's not going to work. And I just think yesterday Chelsea kind of disappoint me 
I won't say I was embarrassed because it's one zero and that's really close. But we should have been more, you know, competitive and we weren't competitive. Manchester City actually balled Chelsea off the pitch. And I think maybe that's the wake up call that Tuchel wants or needs because um, something needs to be done. We can't make them like a dividy beside a big win. Chelsea fans need to calm down. It's not the sky's not falling. You lost one game. It's the first loss of the season. Junior, let's talk some sense to the Chelsea fans. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy. Listen, all right then. We understand we'll not be unbeaten, right? Yeah. We're not going to be a team that's going to win every game. But it's how you lose. How you have the most expensive striker in our Premier League this season. I have zero shots on target. No, tell me. Yeah, oh, that I mean, works. Tuchel went a bit too conservative. I, I, you know, what better game to roll out, Mr. Juan, um, Kima Werner, if he doesn't play well in this game? Now you can just park him down the bench and say, yo. They're not going <laughs> to park him. They went and they got a German coach to come whisper in a team of Werner ears. And it's not working. Team of Werner ears all them clock up. They need to give, they need to stop the don't, don't, don't stress me out today, Ben. Um, unbiased opinion after the biased opinion. Junior, your thoughts on what Man City did well, what Chelsea did so poorly. I mean, it was only a 1-0 victory. It is more than just a one. All right. It's more Thank than, you. More than a 1-0 victory. Man City. All right. Let, let's look at the X's and O's of football. Everybody know Manchester City has no striker, right? So their, their pressure is going to come from the wing, right? That, that, that is, they, they are primarily a wing team. Chelsea is one of those very few teams that can play 4-3-3, 4-5-1, 3-5-2. They can even play 3-6-1, right? They can play any formation. They are that deep. Why did Tuchel play 3-5-2 against a team that plays 4-3-3? Why are you playing 3-5-2? against a team why you put two strikers against a team that is going to press high you don't need two strikers what you need is a baller in the middle of the field that can take the ball and turn and kick it to the horse up front that would run the horse <laughs> yesterday is verna taking up um lukaku's space and it's ironic it's the same problem with manu with with mctominay and fred you had two players playing one position Doing one man work. So man, you so City was playing with 10 outfield players, while Chelsea, in essence, were playing with nine outfield players, and then asking Marcos Alonso, who everybody and them granny know is limited on defense, to run back and also go up forward and 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 to and to support the attack because you have Jorginho, Kovacic, and Kante. They didn't have any they didn't have any creative midfielder. So when Man City compressed the game and remember, now, this is Pep's Pep's strategy is I want eleven, I want twenty-one players past the half line in the opponent half. That is how Man City play. We're going to have twenty-one jerseys. Your goalkeeper, your ten players, and my ten players past half line. When you put Werner and, and Lukaku up top, we go stand up beside the two centre back. Them the centre back them will look at him like, "Yo, brother, you're good." Everything all right because you're not going to, you're not going to do nothing because you don't have no support. So it is is just he was just thoroughly outcoached. They lost the game from that lineup was announced. I know Mount not available, we know Pulisic not available, but that was a game that ZH 
could have started. I was like, game that, that the next German should have started over Werner. And you put on Werner for a change of pace in the second half. It just two chill, two you chill. Put on Havertz for a change of pace. I mean, I yeah, I agree. I thought that um, the you know the experiment or this thing with Timo Werner is a little bit played out. It was just too much for them. Yes, I thought Kai Havertz should have started, but Man City also did something good yesterday for once. Unlike what they did against um, in the Champions League final, he actually started a sent um, a CDM. You know, in the Champions League final, he, he didn't start a Fernandinho or a Rodri. And he, in, in the fact that he started a CDM and then actually tell Bernardo Silva to drop in sometimes and help out with Rodri, that's the best I've seen Rodri play. And, you know, uh, Marcos Alonso really got exposed because he was forced to do defense. We know he's not defensively good. His central objective is to get... It's not the end of the world, Chelsea fans. Listen... I need him to stop doing a 3-5-2. I think it stifles Chelsea's creativity. I think 3-5-2 just uh, I don't I don't like it. Um I think the 3-4-2-1 is our favored formation. I think it allows Chelsea to be a little bit um you know creative. I don't like it. Um with Georgino and Conte in me, I just don't like it. And I hope he goes. And I think he will. I think he's that kind of coach that will go back and look. And 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 to be honest though, I like that he took responsibility during the press, you know, press conference to say, you know what, this didn't work, whatever didn't work. Um, City took the game to us. And then that was a game that I I, I still don't think Jack Grealish worth so much money, but Jack Grealish took it to us. When Reese, I mean, he was matched perfectly with Reese, but once Reese got injured and he had Aspie to really, I mean, he took him apart. Um, so I think Jack Grealish is the player that will actually help City to move over that bump once they get a striker, once they get a true number nine. But the three-five-two for me yesterday, it just did not work versus City, and I hope he realizes that. But yes. It's, it's, it's a deflected shot as well, but it's not that we lost, but it's how we lost. We really did not take the game to Manchester yeah. City, and that's a problem for us. Yeah, I mean, he did start it too conservative. I think also the, the loss of um, Rhys James impacted them as he also had to bring in Thiago Silva and then move Azulapueta outside. So it's not the end of the world, Chelsea fans. Let's let's continue our EPL roundup before we get to um, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Manchester United family, let's just get the madness out of the weird. No, Manchester United came kicked off at a similar time as the Chelsea versus uh, Man City game. Breda, Junior, how do you guys lost this game? And more importantly, how why is Pogba playing on the left of a front of a, of a, in a four two three system four two 3-1 system. As we have a big idiot coach. No, I'm going to say it again. Why, 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 why Jen Sancho can't, didn't start yesterday? Because we have a big idiot coach. Watch, <laughs> watch Manchester United and watch any video of Manu. Now, we see other teams play and them talk about a diamond. You know, you know the 4-1-2-1-2 four, four, one, two, one, two formation. And anytime you see the diamond, I think... I think um, Cholo was the one that, that they, they used and said, look at how Atletico Madrid move in a diamond, right? When anytime, they, anytime they put the diamond there. You see the four players and them have about 10 yards of space 
amongst them, and you always have the diamond, right? For Manchester United, it come in like McTominay and Fred have, have a five-yard rope connected to, to them hips. Because anytime it's a Fred in the picture, McTominay is about five yards away. So we have two players taking up one player's space, right? The dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know how you have Michael Carrick, who was a pretty decent holding midfielder for Manchester United, sitting on the bench and watching that foolishness. I don't understand Pogba playing on the left wing. We see Pogba play for France. We see Pogba leading the, 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 the Premier League in assists, coming out the middle of the field. And for some reason, you say, you know what, Pogba? Go up on the left. I don't know what was said to Mason Greenwood. But why the hell Greenwood gets so selfish all of a sudden? Is so much things going on with this Manchester United team. You can tell there's something going on behind closed doors. And the biggest thing, and the last thing I will ever say about this game, it was the worst game I have ever watched as a Manchester United fan. It's worse than LVG, 90% zero shot point goal. It's worse than Fabian Bartes and, and Veran on the field for Man U. It's worse than Bebe. Bebe, yesterday is the worst game because I saw Dean Smith take an idiot side to Old Trafford and did nothing special and ball my side off the field. Think about that. Any side that got to a, a, a quote-unquote big side, you always hear the commentator say, well, here's the coach doing something that he didn't do last week. Dean Smith said, I, he pretty much said, I am going to play you head up, straight up, man for man. And we're going to show that my, my 10 is better than your 10. Worse is the worst I've ever felt as a Man U fan yesterday. Because Man, Man U is no different than Southampton. That's all. Old Trafford, Theatre of Dreams, is it, that, that, that the theater? You know, you know, a theater come like Odeon. Broke down the, 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 little, the, little, the little screen tier and the projector where you turn it on and a beer smoker come out. Man, you done, man. <laughs> oh my yeah, Aston, Aston Villas. Aston, in a real PN. <laughs> Aston Villa, this is the first time Aston Villa has defeated Manchester United since 2009 in the EPL. Yo, Robertine Benton. Yo, Robertine Benton. Robertine. Yeah, Aston Villa secured their first Premier League victory over Manchester United in their last 18 meetings <laughs> since winning 1 0 at Old Trafford in December 2009. So it was also a 1 0 victory. Um, but curiously, I want to ask you, come on. Going into this game, um, Manchester United versus uh, um, Aston Villa, Ole made a comment about penalties and lack thereof for Manchester United. And Manchester United fans definitely have some genuine claims to not getting calls. In the in the pre-match press conference, he said that since certain coach, to paraphrase, certain coach spoke about the officiating last year. It seems like the referees are reluctant to make the call for penalty. Um, is should should there be some fine? What is is all it implying that the coaches are influencing the referee's decision here? I mean, what's going on here with Ole and the statement? Well, I'm yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think he was First definitely talking Jurgen Klopp. 
first of all, all they need to shut up your mouth. Are them something that happen? Is it, so, remember, is so, it, no, sorry, it's, sorry, it's, come on. Sorry, let's just get the right comment, not to misphrase anything that he says, not to misstate it. He says, quote, there was a certain manager last year who was starting to worry about us getting pens. And after that, it seems like the decisions are more difficult to get, to give, end quote. Uh, go ahead, come on. But, but you see, it's two things happen this season where we have to laugh. Pep complain about the fans, no fans in the stands. I have a whole rant and pre-press conference foolishness. And guess what? Him get him little book book. All over the same foolishness book or penalties and get him, him book book book. Focus on the game. And then it is so funny now and ironic that they did get a penalty and they did not convert the penalty. And I think Lee Mason was talking about it where um, I think for this season, they're saying that the referees are a little bit more lenient. I don't know if you've heard it. They talk, they've talked about it. The officiating has been a little bit more loose. And some things that were called last season, they're not going to call. So they're going to allow play to continue. They spoke about this before the season started. And I'm quite sure that Ole knows this. And I don't know what is he talking about. What penalties did he not get yesterday? And then for a team as big as Manchester United to depend on penalties, then of course, what they talk about Bruno, that Bruno only scored penalties, and they call Cristiano Ronaldo penaldo, it is going to stick. Stop balling ball PKs and focus on the game. Yesterday, the only, the only category that Aston Villa beat Manchester United in was fouls. Manchester United had everything over Aston Villa. Shots on goal, shots at total, possession, everything, and they still did not win. So all I need to focus on getting the right 11 on the pitch and having some um, form of, you know, jailing of the team. Because to be honest, as I told Juna earlier, that Manchester United is filled with individuals. You don't see a play. And I don't want to lighten Manchester United with JFF because then Juna is actually going to lose his mind. But yesterday, man, you just never look good. And they deserve the 1-0 loss. Junior, let's hear what some of the family is saying on the chat and then get your thoughts before we continue. Just so quickly, our EPL roundup. Yeah, man, show, show the chat there because Dave El Pizzolier said that's where Pogba plays for Juventus and that's where he usually... El Pizzolier, that's where Pogba plays where? From the left wing? Come on, I hope you're not saying that. Um, Greenwood <laughs> is, is, is feeling the Ronaldo effect. He's not playing through the middle. He's ending, he's doing his best to prove himself. Why up is Salero? You might have all drinks on tea, you know, because they're too comment them. You know, mm. start, start, Michael's uh, harsh words from Junior. Prime Minister said, listening to these fans, you think football dead tomorrow. It's fine margins in the game. You know, I, you know what? Prime Minister, big up yourself. Big up Conrad Tully says, man, United for life. Real talk. Good afternoon, family. Big up yourself. Um, big week coming up. Go ahead, Junior. Come on. Manu did not beat Aston Villa in every start of the game. Aston Villa should have been up three. You know, you know, Sir Fridge almost get the bug of the century with that idiotic back, back pass to a left-footed goalkeeper to him right foot. You know that, right? That Villa should have scored. You know Villa got a wide open net on the left wing in about the first 10 minutes. Manu should have been down 2-3 love early. And Fridge 
would I, trust me, you think me a light fire? And I, I, you know, it's, 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 the look on the gear face was like, what the, what did I bring up on? You don't know something left footed. We are putting on the right foot. Like, to score. It, it was just, it's a comedy of errors. And, and it all, trust me, it all starts with McTominay and Fred. I'm telling you, you're right. Man, you have a bag of individuals, but right in the middle of the side. I'm telling you, Varan, when Varan look up for a midfielder, when him used to pass in to my boy from Croatia, what name? I'm a local Madrid. He used to pass it to Madrid. He used to pass it to Kante, Pogba. And he look up and say, Fred and McTominay. <laughs> When Ronaldo go back and run, you hear the commentator say one time, yeah, all, all the men you all the Manchester United strikers, they're very stagnant. They're just making a straight line. You know why, idiot? Because the two idiots with the ball don't know how to make a diagonal pass through, through the back. So Ronaldo stood up like, what do you want me to do? One Musaka can't cross a ball to save him life. Cannot cross a ball to save him life. Bruno seemed to want to prove to Ronaldo that he should be getting more games for, for Portugal. We need a coach, man. Uh, but, but big up, big up, big up. You know, Manchester United take over the show. But big up to Emiliano, Emi Martinez. Uh, come on, what a piece of banter yesterday with Emi Martinez demanding Cristiano Ronaldo take the PK and then dancing to the Manchester United fan after um, Bruno uh, kicked a field goal. Your thoughts um, quickly, come on. I love this. I was like, <laughs> perfect mind game it was and, and i mean and it worked out perfectly so it was comical i thought it was funny um i know that ronaldo is going to score like 15 on him next time him. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting. yeah there was a there was a minute when ronaldo looked said you know what fussy i will take it and i think pogba or someone like moved him away <laughs> you know if i was in a good mood I'll I would, I would want to give Ronaldo ball of the week, you know, because Ronaldo showed a high level of... Pro you know, he was it, very it, professional. He was very professional. But the professionalism started very early when they got the free kick or 23 yards out and the commentator said, oh, this is Cristiano Ronaldo territory. Yeah. Wait, he's not making a step. Everybody that I see them, I said, why is Bruno putting down the ball when you have Ronaldo coming up to take the free kick? What the hell are you doing? I run out of stand up. I say, you know what, I'm going to take on myself. Because I'm not want to start any drama. Yeah, I, yeah, it was very profound. And to yeah, be it's fair. Not big, it's not about the big man. Over, come on, man, you are fighting over a penalty. Yeah, but. but that would be, be the headline. And to be fair, football family, I mean, Bruno does have, I think, 90% or so, 90% conversion rate, right, from the spot. So. Yeah, but Ronaldo is Ronaldo. Ronaldo yes, is yes. Ronaldo. I am not. I am not defending that Ronaldo, Bruno should ever take a penalty over Ronaldo. So now, so this is a good question. So Bruno is the designated penalty taker for Manchester United. Will he still be the designated PK taker after that shambolic PK yesterday? Remember, remember, remember Manu went through that, I think, last year, a couple of years ago when it was Pogba with that crazy run-up. He missed a, miss a penalty. Then Rashford go miss a penalty. Then Ma Remember, man, you got that little Russia. Mm -hmm. I, I think the same thing can happen. But he, he, all right, there's a famous story. When Pele came to Jamaica, I wasn't there, obviously. But Pele came to Jamaica with Santos, I believe. 
And my historians, them only, only can verify this. It's a story that my father tell me it go down in history. Pele came to Jamaica with Santos to play football, right? And I, I can't remember the defender. But the Jamaican defenders must slide tackle Pele or give Pele in a national stadium, you know. Give Pele a hard tackle. And a fan ran on the field. People, and the, the, the story was people thought him want to run to Pele for go Pele. No! And the defender, the man I run out and said, Brother, you can't kick out the biggest baller in the world. In other words, if Cristiano Ronaldo is on your team, 95th minute and it's a penalty. Even if Ole stood up there and say, Bruno, you Bruno for say, Ole, Bill, Ronaldo, all this. Out of respect. When Ronaldo stepped into the locker room, Fred should answer, Ronaldo, all this. Just like how Cavani did give up the number, right? We don't know what happened behind closed door, but they're, they're selling it that way. Just like how Phil Jones don't want to give Veron the number four, that showed there's problems within the man you locker room. You have an idiot who never played for about five years. I want to put you on the get started. Um, let's, <laughs> let's, let's kind of move away. Uh, big up Prime Minister said he wanted to start a GoFundMe for Junior Therapy Session. Well, chat is covering the Therapy Session, Yo, Prime Minister. <laughs> so quickly, let's continue our EPL roundup. Wolves defeated Southampton 1-0. Arsenal, big up yourself. Is Mikel Arteta safe now at Arsenal? As Arsenal kick out um, Spurs teeth. Nuno said the game plan, he has, he, what did he say? He said he had to paraphrase, he had the right game plan, but he had the wrong personnel for the game plan. <laughs> Let me get the exact quote. He's not trying to throw any players under the bus, but he says it's his fault. He had a game plan, but in, in, in terms of having a game plan, you need to also make the right decision in terms of personnel. So he will take Benton, on. Spurs is no good. I'm like, what is it going to take for Nuno to stay? Deli Ali looked as if he wanted to be anywhere but there. Harry Kane was missing on the outside still. But easy chance. The only big ball up on the pitch was Son. No, you know what? Take for yourself, man. But then it's fair world. Uh, Nuno says, when, quote, when you have a game plan, you have to make the right decisions in terms of who you want on the pitch to develop that game plan. So I take responsibility because the decision was not according to the game plan, end quote. So the decisions, he said he had a game plan and the decisions were not according to the game plan. Spurs in a spot of bother here. Junior, they've lost, what, three in a row after the hot start? A spot of bother. I told you <laughs> guys. That's what you I, I told you guys. I said, look, Spurs is not what we think they are, right? Arsenal is not what we saw. Again, it shows the influence of party and company, regardless. I don't, I, I don't, think, I don't think Arsenal fans should come out now and say, we're ready to fight for top four. I don't think Tottenham fans should come out now and say, oh my God, the bridge is burning. We're, we're, we're going to fight for relegation now. No. I think we saw Arsenal gelling and getting to a place now where they can play good football. Their season just started last week as far as I'm concerned. Tottenham, I think they got a reality check. And come on, I agree with you 100%. Right now, Jose sitting down at Roma, even though they get them, them penny pop. He sitting down and said, well, I told you so. Mm -hmm. Oh, change coach and Delhi Ali forget more game. Well, I told you so. 
There's a reason why. And the, it, Jose should feel vindicated now because there's no way that Arsenal team should beat up Tottenham that way in a, in a, in a, in a rivalry game. That tells me that the Tottenham players just don't have them heart in it. Yeah, um, the fact that Harry Beer is still a linchpin in a midfield, not that he's not a bad player, speaks to other issues. Nuno have some work to do. Uh, Junior and Kamoud, yesterday, uh, Brantford was absolutely impressive against Liverpool. Came away 3-3 three, 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 uh, with a point against Liverpool. Your thoughts on what Brentford did yesterday and... Mohamed Salah was absolutely impressive, but Brentford, I mean, you cannot. And does that loss by Arsenal at that Brentford Stadium, is it that bad? I was going to say that. That was going to be my point. But go ahead, come on. Yeah, go ahead, come on. I mean, Brentford looks like uh, you go into that stadium and you're going to have to battle them to take those three points. Yeah, but don't forget that Liverpool was wasteful as well. Yes, they were. Yeah, Liverpool was wasteful. And I think if they weren't that wasteful, the, it would be would have been a different result. Liverpool would have been victorious. So let us just say that. For Brentford to fight and continue fighting even when they were down, um, it just shows that this team, um, you know, will not be going back to the championship. And the way they have been playing, I don't think that they should be. They're currently in ninth place, and I think they've done well. Yes, the, the Arsenal loss was still bad because it's a newly promoted team, and it's Arsenal. Let us not forget that it's Arsenal. Um, so it's still bad, but Brentford is showing that, you know, people have to come to their stadium, and people have to play them hard to get the three points. So it was a very good game yesterday. Um, Liverpool deserved that one point because that's how they played. And I think Bradford deserved the whole three points because they never gave up. Yo, and let's speak to the legendary himself, the one Mr. Mohamed Salah scored, what, 100 goals and 151 appearances for Liverpool yesterday. Mohamed Salah, formerly of Chelsea, is a proper footballer. Formerly <laughs> of Chelsea. I am disappointed with the coverage of the Premier League. Harry Kane win a golden boot, and we hear about it the entire weekend. We them talk about it nonstop. What Mohamed Salah has accomplished for Liverpool, I mean, it is exceptional. And I don't think he gets the recognition that he actually deserves. So I'm disappointed with how they phrase Mohamed's, um, you know, epic journey. But he is a baller, and I, and I don't know what happened yesterday. We could have seen what 101, 102, 103 if he wasn't so wasteful. I think Liverpool, as a matter of fact, when everybody was talking about Liverpool being down and out this season, I mean, look at it now. They're top of the table. And they didn't go out there and they didn't buy a striker for £110 million. Madness. So I think Liverpool is in contention to win the Premier League this season. Mohamed Salah said, you, the fans, keep me going. You give me... More strength than I think you will ever know. Junior Thakau, this brother just really is in another class by himself. 100, 100 goals, 151 um, appearances, fastest um, in Liverpool's history are, I, you know, impressive. You know, you, know, you know what I think people, you know what I think people overlooking, not us, but the, the general public, not the people that watch Barchat. People watch Barchat have sense. But what people are overlooking, you know, 
when you look at Salah, Salah is not a number nine. He's not a main striker. He's not, he, he's not up there as the only brother getting the ball. He's a part of a front tree, and he's coming off the wing. In a league where, if anybody remember Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, anybody remember, anybody remember um, Zola, Look at look at the statue of of of, of the statue of, of Salah. He is a small winger scoring a hundred goals in a hundred and fifty. So, yo, that is crazy in a league where there are fit, angry, aggressive defenders every week. I don't. I agree with come on and and, and Michael say to that the, the English media is obviously biased and, and it's sad. It is sad because. We say Theo Walcott, Aaron Lennon, them man in a solid physical class and could never, I can't have a time shoelace. But we say Lukaku can't take a shot on goal. <laughs> but, 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 but we say Salah got that score 100 goal. It's crazy, man. Yeah, but ball chat is not English media. Ball chat is media house, so we'll give Mohamed Salah his due. Big up to the Egyptian himself. Big, big um, achievement. Looking at the, the table before we move away from the EPL, Liverpool sitting on 14 points, Man City 13, Norwich look like them corner dog. Are we concerned about Leeds yet here yet to win a football game? Junior. Yeah, 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 because what? We were thinking about Leeds being top four at one point, right? We. So don't no, 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 no. Yeah, when, you I mean, when, they, when, they, when they started hot, you were like, hmm, no. these might do something. But, I mean, yes, we, we have to worry. Because Leeds is a much better football team than a Norwich, than a Southampton. They, they, I mean, better than a Burnley. So for them not to win any games is it, it, troublesome. And I think the coach is in trouble. I know one coach who won't be in any trouble, and that's Nuno, team work CF, because nobody wants that job. <laughs> any little thing to um, stick to, you know, as Junior said, a steam knife for Juke Goat is a steam knife for Juke Cow. Um, <laughs> junior, uh, one thing I want to get your quick thoughts on Leicester City is also sitting in the bottom half of the table. Normally we see Leicester City running deep close to the top you concerned is this Leicester city run to its max no this is this is post covid this is the big the big dogs that return into play as big dogs as much as we run more manual leicester is not in the top six class they're just not they were never they flirted with it because there were no fans in the stands there was no there was the energy was gone out of football for the, the high price footballers them so this is where Brendan Rodgers and company can kind of come in and sneak in and get, get one and two games here. But I put Brent, I put Leicester, Leeds, all of these teams, they, they are one-trick pony. They are so, it's so, so, so similar to Eddie Howe on Fiend's side. When Fiend's side did have the little run in the Premier League, I'm Brentford. Mm. I'm, I'm sending a warning shot to all of the, all of the betters them out there what we're seeing for now. Well, I'll put money on Brentford now. Wait until Premier League get boring. Wait until Premier League touch December, November, December when it get cold. The little pretty football is a Brentford a player. When time get cold, I'm not going run as hard as him anymore. It'll catch up to them. And I think that's what caught up to Leeds. Leeds is a one-trick pony. Everybody know how Leeds play. Everybody know how Leicester play. 
So is is it, that's what's happening to them. The big dogs are now the big dogs again. Brian Potter's uh, Brighton um, Hove Albion can take the lead at the end of the round as they take on Crystal Palace tomorrow with a victory over Crystal Palace. Just looking ahead quickly, big game next weekend, Liverpool versus Man City. Junior, and come on, your thoughts, your prediction. Big, big game. This is at Anfield. This is the big boys, the recent champions in EPL. Um, come on, you know, can't uh, Man City coming off a PSG game in the Champions League? We'll get to Champions League in a minute. Coming off against um, PSG in the middle of the week. What do you expect from um, Man City against this Liverpool outfit? I think Liverpool will beat Manchester City. I mean, Liverpool is clicking. Let us, I think this is a blip, you know, versus Brentford. And Man City did beat Chelsea by only one zero. It's a deflected goal. And Chelsea was not at their best. So I think Liverpool will actually beat Man City. And I think it's going to be 3 1. Junior, Liverpool versus Man City next Sunday, 11.30 Eastern, our time in the States. Uh, your, your official prediction, can Man City make it two in a row in the EPL? I think Man City is going to win that game because Pep circled this week as the week for his vindication. I think Pep, I think Pep is motivated this week the most that he has been in a while in his coaching staff, uh, in his coaching career. So... I think he's going to cap off the week with three good wins. I think he's going to beat. I think he's going to beat Liverpool. I think he's going to beat PSG. You know. You know what? Um, before we get to uh, PS uh, Champions League in a minute, in a few seconds. You know what was pretty strange in that Brentford game yesterday against Liverpool was how Brentford was constantly getting behind that Liverpool back line. Um, is there any concern there? I mean. That that Brentford, Ivan Tony and company, and and what's the other the fellas try? Mbomoa was constantly getting behind Van Dyke and Matip. I mean, Van Dyke and Matip are no slouch. Them fast. I don't know, I can't tell you. I mean, Ivan Tony fast like he used to run track for Calabar. In fast. Okay. So I mean, I think when it comes to speed, um, I think there's a little spot of bother, but I think the the Liverpool defenders are smart, and what they lack in speed. They make up, you know, in, in, in being intelligent. But let us face it, I want Tony Fast, my boy. So do you go with Ryan Sterling at Anfield on Sunday? Oh. Look here. <laughs> no, 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 Ryan get what? Well, Ryan get six minutes. Um, I don't think Ryan is going to factor into Pep's plans this season. Um, and I think Ryan Ryan speedy. But I don't know if the football IQ comes with the speed. I oh, mean, the marking makers, the, the marking makers, everybody loves Raheem. But Raheem sometimes makes some crazy decisions. They're like, mm, you know, so not everything speed kind of fix. Marvel family, come get, come on. Uh, Junior, you wouldn't start um, Raheem this Sunday. I mean, we know he's had a, a rough go at it at Anfield. Raheem is not starting. And, and simply, well, I wouldn't start him simply because is a different game. Brentford attacks Liverpool differently than how Man City going to attack Liverpool. Man City is going to condense the field and just surround them and compress the field. There's no need for Liverpool to worry about space. What they're going to need to worry about is concentration. Come Man City is going to test their concentration. I think some, some people are saying, yo, but if Man City play three big games in a week, 
What that do for them? Be honest. You think Man City came off the field yesterday tired? They have the ball the whole time. They only played in half of the field. That is how they're going to play against Liverpool. No, but all right, all right, all right. Take time, take time, pick the knife, and I'm a boss. <laughs> but so, Junior, one quick thing before and we move into Champions League, we push it up against the time. Um, Brentford seems to do simple long balls, right? Over Liverpool's back line. Liverpool that is speed. That is speed. So, why wouldn't Man City employ the similar tactics? Why? So, so, so when, when they kick a ball over there now with the speed and whatever now, look, I take it though. Right, Sterling. But it's not about that. Man City is going to possess the ball past half line. Where's the space to kick the ball there? They are, put it this way. You're going to see Alisson, I promise you this. You're going to see Alisson doing this. Going like this to Virgil the whole time. Like this. You're going to step up, step up, step up. Because that's all Man City going to do. When put Virgil right in Allison lap. And just they, Man City go and play scrimmage football for a big field. They, they, that's all I'm doing. Turning the game into scrimmage game and say, can you play within tight spaces? Can you defend within tight spaces? So Virgil not going to get a chance for stretching legs or all run a man down the wing. You're not going to get that. Virgil will have to react and then we have to depend now on Trent and company. If uh, if they are playing to um co cover in the space, they're going to have to depend on communication. It's a different game next week. I'm telling you this yeah. right now. These are the war part. Big big game next week. Liverpool versus Man City. Big matchup. And of course, watch out for Manchester United versus Everton. Manchester United will be coming off Champions League against Villarreal. So maybe Everton. <laughs> Champions League uh, match day two Tuesday and Wednesday. Man City versus Paris, 3 p.m. Come on. Messi's out. Paris got a victory this weekend with a very good goal by Idris Gay. Your expectation as Man City go running into the Paris Prince to take on Paris? Come on. Paris got to beat them. <laughs> is, is it that simple? Paris is just going to dismiss Man City. I mean, if you're Pep Guardiola going into this, this game against Paris, there's... You can't even run out some bend some of your regulars, right? There's nothing. No, to no, show no, here. no, no. It's going to be pride. Play Raheem Sterling. Start Raheem Sterling. You're not starting in league play. Make him go and run up and down. You might have in Champions League. So, so I mean, if I'm Pep, I would probably play some of the bench warmers this game. And I mean, knowing that Paris and Man City will make it out of the group. The bigger fish to fry is against Liverpool and Anfield on Sunday. So you focus on that game. Junior, your thoughts on Paris versus Man City? Big game on Tuesday. We have Atletico versus Milan also. Uh, a big game on, on, on Tuesday. Pep is on the war path. He has something to prove. I'm telling you. This is his week to show that he has not lost a step. He is going to go to PSG. Regardless of who he put out there, you're going to see a focused Manchester City going there for the win. They are send, this, this is their message week. They're sending a message. Um, the other games that you're looking forward to on Tuesday, family. Champions League match day two. Atletico versus Milan. Um, you know, Man City versus Paris. Liverpool plays Porto. Should be a formality. Liverpool travels to uh, Portugal to play Porto. 
That Milan game. That AC Milan. Yeah, Milan did surprise me in that Liverpool contest. Yeah, but 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 Grenford didn't surprise you against Liverpool. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you know, interestingly, Atletico Madrid lost to Alavés in big up to Alavés in the um, Spanish La Liga. Um, they lost. Uh, they defeated Atletico Madrid this week. Ken, so let's see. This group might be a little bit more competitive than I expected. And on Wednesday, Junior, your team need a victory Wednesday against Villarreal. All they need is a victory Wednesday. All they, all they need is a big, all they need one of those 4-0 games because you know if they're not in Villarreal after the way they lost the, 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 the Europa Cup final, if you don't beat Villarreal and beat them convincing, then the question is going to be, so why by Sancho and why by Ronaldo? All right, we won't mention Manchester United again. Michael Starboy, Juventus versus Chelsea. Come on, your assessment. I mean, Juventus in the bottom half of the Scudetto. They picked up a victory today uh, this weekend. Chelsea supposed to beat Juventus. We not even ask. We not ask Christ. One zero. One zero. One zero. Is that, is that so? Y'all gonna win all your games and one zero? A buck up. A substitute win for them one. Some Aston Villa win for them one. We need it. Yeah. One zero two zero still three points. Yeah. Big game. Champions League game coming down this week. As we get ready to segue to yard ballers highlighting Jamaican football players playing their trade overseas. Uh, football family, if you're new to the show, please subscribe to the content. Subscribe to Ball Chat YouTube page. Subscribe to Ball Chat Facebook page and subscribe to you um, Facebook um, to Flow Sports. Uh, let's get ready to yard ballers. Come on, what go on with Cavaliers? Why Cavaliers a lead in the first leg versus Tivoli Garden. So Anderson produced a late winner for Cavaliers. Listen, I try to watch the game to kind of have an idea, but it is so painful. Mercy, can we play some good football? But anyway, so Waterhouse with the ones who were leading the first leg versus Mount Pleasant. Um, Bradford of Waterhouse with his fifth goal in four games. So the second leg of the semis resume on Wednesday, September 29th. So if we're not a football for watch, we can watch that. So Mikel Antonio so, scored one sorry, goal. Sorry, come on. Um, is this Mount Pleasant trophy to lose? Come on. But Water also gonna beat them. Okay. Water also looked better. Um, so I think what I think Water also will win the entire thing. And and Glennon, well, Admiral Bailey or Glennon, Ad, Admiral Bailey, the big belly man, aka technical director for TG, is doing some behind the scenes um, assistance here. Can TG overturn this deficit against Cavalier with the big belly man? No, no. Cavalier with the young players. I think Cavalier, I I like, I mean, as much as the complaints that the football is kind of hard to watch, um, I think Cavalier will do. I think they'll win it. But I don't think they're, they're good enough to beat Waterhouse. Okay, all right. Can't, sorry, continue. Well, yard no so, so, Mikel Antonio... Them, everybody, somebody said Nickel Antonio the best striker in the world. I don't know where Jamaicans are drinking or smoke. Um, he scored one goal in a 2-1 win over Leeds. As I said, Ethan Pinnock scored one goal in a 3-3 draw versus Liverpool. Um, but he was injured. So I think Tapano is in a squatter bother. 
because who injured? Damien Lowe have a little injury. Ethan Pinnock have a little injury. Leon Bailey have injury. Shamar Nicholson have injury. I hear Corey Burke have an ankle injury. So we don't know how to work out. So Andre Lewis and Deshane Beckford had a good showing in their team's 3-1 victory. Um, they play for switchback, Colorado switchback in USL. Each player notched one goal. Um, Lamar Walker scored in his team 6-1 victory. He plays for Miami FC. Um, Nico Bright had a brace and an assist in his team's 4-0 victory in during the week. Um, Birmingham is now playing Charlotte, I think it is. Um, and Nico scored a goal to equalize. It's halftime. So Nico is now on 15 goals. So hopefully Nico can, you know, score some more goals and get a call up from Tapa because Tapa really is short you now when it comes to players. So that's my yard ballers run up. I'll see you guys next week. Um, does Darren Mattox get a call, um, Junior? And come on, he's been scoring goals for Phoenix Rising, and like, come on, so we shot. Do you guys support Darren Mattox getting called back as we get ready for USA in the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers October 7th? All right, Junior, come on, is thinking on that one as we push home family. No, Darren no, you're, Mattox. You're junior, you're junior. Listen, Darren is a good tracker, Darren's. When Darren plays for Jamaica, more or less he scores for us. But Darren has not played for over a year. He well, he just started playing back five games, three um goals. But Nico Brett has 14 goals. So if we're going to make the case that Darren to get a call up, what is the case of Nico Brett? Nico Brett has 14 goals. Mattox has three goals. Nico Brett has been playing consistently. So what is what is the argument? What 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 is the argument? Yes, Shamar is injured. Corey Burke is injured. You're going to call Darren. Then Nico deserve a call up as well. So I mean, like, me me know. Oh, before we even run, um, Wint is saying that we're in a spot of bother when it comes to money. He, I mean, Jamaica JFF is financially strapped. There are hundred million um dollars in debt because of this campaign. I'm going to tell you this, a one point costs us a hundred million. JFF, lock, shut it down. Let's lock it up. Yeah, yeah. Quickly, before we go where we are, Junior, the Darren Mattox, should you call him back? And this statement by um, uh, the General Secretary of the JFF, Dalton Wynn, said the money, them broke, brother. The money running out. Is Junior still with us? No, it seems like Junior is not. He stepped away. Um, come on, yeah, quickly your thoughts on Dalton Wynn's statement because every four years is the same thing as we get ready to go home, family. So the man said we need help. We are struggling. Um, him said him them need financial help because they spent a hundred million for three World Cup qualifiers. Remember, you know, three and we only have one point and the man spent a hundred million. So you know what is going to happen? players are not going to get paid they're going to strike we're going to have the same like excitement and the drama again like before so it, it, it's it's interesting um he's saying that you know we need help we definitely need help we're struggling if you continue to take from something and you're not adding then one day you'll reduce it to zero four four darren with whatever your name dalton wins 
sell the jersey them the people them will buy the jersey that is one source of income i see one man say him want five jerseys for his family sell the jersey them for 90 us a piece and people will buy the jersey Dalton, I mean, that's how you make money sell stuff sell game worn jersey um everybody want to know michael antonio sell auction off a michael antonio worn jamaica jersey auction off the socks make the players them auction off them boots oh no no make no money call me we can auction off things and get money into the place sell the jersey them to the man them can't wear the people them jersey and you can't have money i just don't understand anyways the man said that's where we're heading if we're not able to replenish the supply the reggae boys are disappointed last in whatever we, we know all of that we never want to know after october we'll start getting to the point when we would struggle we are using some innovative ways of pulling through by deferred financing but it can't continue indefinitely sell the jersey them tell yeah. michael antonio for auction off in jamaica jersey yep, yep some of the things we have been doing are to reallocate funds that were budgeted for other areas what other areas because you don't have a female thing but anyways and i refer to so it says you know they don't have sponsors and they're looking for sponsors and he's saying despite the global appeal of the reggae boys brand they're not making any money sell the jersey sir yep Ooh. yep um reggae boys versus usa watch along october 7th we will definitely be live next weekend we'll start discuss more on the reggae boys Football family, you know, we want to thank everyone for joining us. Come on. We don't want to set up a blood pressure today about the reggae boys and lack of money and the lack of resources, as Mr. One, um, General Secretary, Mr. Wince. Um, So we'll discuss that next week. Football family, please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to Ball Chat YouTube page. Subscribe to the Flow Sports YouTube page. Um, Liverpool versus Man City next week respect liverpool fans as liverpool tried to make it another victory over city we also have in the middle of the week man city versus uh psg in champions league big big games coming down um you can connect with us on instagram ball chat podcast we're, in, we're on twitter and ball chat one we're on facebook at ball chat and we're on email you can email us at ball chat podcast at gmail.com we want to thank the family for joining us. Hey, come on, um, El Pistolero says, don't talk, you know, come on. Liverpool can, um, Tivoli can overturn that deficit against Cavalier. We shall see. We shall see. Yo, family, we're gone. We are, you know, bless up. All right. Bye.